0: What's your prediction for the fight? My prediction? Yes, your prediction. Pain. Rocky three. Hello, and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to Sally Forth. He's Edwin, the brother.
1: She's Megan, the sister.
0: And today, we are talking about Growing Pains.
1: I'm just going to sidetrack us right off the bat because growing pains. This is going to be a serious one. We're going to get deep into some good quotes. But before we do, uh, has anybody heard of Good Slaughter? Okay, no you haven't. But like I have because I was growing so fast as a little porky kid that my knee hurt so bad that they took me to the doctor. And the doctor goes, oh, yeah, that's just Osgood Slaughter. Like, what's that? Basically, your bones are growing so fast that it's pulling your tendons apart over your knee. And for years, I just had this knee. I was like an old man at like 14, just like, oh, oh, ow. And it was pathetic.
0: You were you were limping. Yeah. It, it was terrible. But that's, I guess, a heightened view of growing pains like, yeah. It was legit.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It wasn't just some moody teenager and you're like, oh, growing pains. It's like, no, no. It was like your body was growing too fast and yeah. pulling and
1: breaking Pull- your leg. Yes, yeah, so it, was, it was tearing me apart. <laughs> you're tearing me apart. <laughs> All right. that, that,
0: that's a very good quote. You know, how yeah. a teenage angst movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So, from uh, Tolkien here. The world is indeed... Full of peril, and in it there are many dark places. But still, there is much that is fair. Though so in all lands love is now mingled with grief, it now grows, perhaps, the greater.
0: I think that's such a beautiful quote that thing, beautiful things are growing in the dark places.
1: Yeah, and like this is a guy who knows firsthand from from World War One world war one was horrible talk about a dark time and you know out of that there was some good things that grew not right away i mean the first thing you think of world war one is there's a second there's a sequel world war two that was pretty bad too but out of that you did get some peace you got fairly stable first world countries i mean that was a good thing just In a material sense, America became the great power. But I think what Tolkien is talking about is that out of the grief of war, there is the ability to put families back together. And that did happen. In fact, there's much of the world now that has known so much prosperity that the worst thing that people can complain about is having slow Wi-Fi.
0: That just really gets my goat. That's, <laughs> that's low Wi-Fi, I'm telling you. Um, no, and, and that's, that's the beautiful thing about his, his Lord of the, the Rings series is that it's about all these different kinds of people going through this war, taking down evil, and growing a new earth and, and growing Yeah, this, this beautiful land that coming out of it is, is richer now. Because of it, because you had all these people fighting together and that that they've come out of this evil, this this understanding of, of the darkness brings brings you to the light.
1: Let's get some more quotes in there.
0: Yeah, so um, we've been we we've been reading a fair bit from C. S. Lewis's book The Problem of Pain, which is very interesting. We didn't read the whole thing, did you? Did no, you? never.
1: I, I cracked the spine a couple of times. Called it good.
0: But he has a, a a lot of wonderful things to say, and one that really stuck with me is that God uses pain as His megaphone to to communicate with us. He's like, "Hey, don't you see what my plan is? Like, this you got to listen to me. This is what I'm trying to teach you." And that that really stuck with me. That sometimes we need that pain for that for spiritual growth. That that God is calling us and saying, "Hey, stop looking at your own life. Stop. Start looking to me."
1: Yeah, and not in a simplistic like, "Oh, I did wrong. Boom, I get whacked" kind of thing. But that all things serve to s- further our salvation. It's not like God's there just like waiting to stomp on you when you sin. It's it's that through these trials and tribulations, you know, look at Job. He didn't deserve any of what he got, and he got it good and hard. And what did that do? That showed the majesty of God, and that showed the redemption that God provides in a sin-filled world.
0: Yeah, Job was a very devout man. It, it wasn't about his sin. It was God actually held him up and said, look at my man, Job. But what Job gets out of it actually like you would think that oh man job would be pretty pretty sad and bummed out at the end of it is like yeah i i know i'm not guilty but i'm still kind of sad i lost everything but god gives these great rewards to him but what job learns is that his redeemer lives and that is what job keeps searching for through his speeches he's like i, I know that my redeemer lives
1: yeah, and talking about that redeemer, we have a quote from George Macdonald The Son of God suffered unto death, not that men might not suffer, but that their sufferings might be like his.
0: Yeah, and that our suffering brings us closer to Christ. And that's that's where I always get a little bit frustrated frustrated with the the, the saying of, oh someone has it worse.
1: Oh,
0: I hate that. It's like, well, I mean, even in a lesser degree, it could be worse. Um, And I know, like, people are like, oh, well, that's kind of, like, poo-pooing my pain. That's not really where I take a problem with it. It's just it never stops. That's my problem with it. It's like, yes, I have chronic pain. And, yes, I understand that other people have it worse. But other people have it worse than the other people. And those other people have it worse than the other people.
1: Like Let's get down to brass tacks and let's find the person who actually truly has it the worst. I, that's what I want to find.
0: And we have found him. It's Jesus Christ. He suffered more than anyone. So that's where I I don't think the whole, like, someone has it worse helps that much. Because we really should just be looking to Christ. That he's the one who suffered physically and emotionally. And he was and the the biggest suffering of all is that he didn't deserve any of it.
1: Yeah. Just imagine when you're punished for something you didn't do.
0: Yeah, we get we get so upset.
1: Oh yeah, this isn't right. This is unjust.
0: But it it wasn't just for for Jesus that it was yeah, that he was and and to be forsaken by his father. Mhm. It's just like he, he kind of takes all the boxes. That, yeah. like in every way that we could possibly suffer Christ suffered to the fullest. Yeah. So I don't really like to go down the like oh somebody has it worse. I mean it, it it might be a small comfort. Like maybe it's like maybe like if you're on cloud 9 or whatever and you're just like swimming through life and you're having a great time which I mean who are you can you call me Tell me what it's like. I'm right here. Oh, it's you. Oh. Oh, yeah. You're the one. Okay. Yep. <laughs> but maybe, like, to have that, like, moment of humility of saying, like, oh, things can be harder on other people. Like, there's there's more people than me in this world. I do understand that. That maybe that perspective and that empathy. But, yeah, this, that someone has worse chronic pain than me doesn't really... It makes me sad for them. And it makes me sad for me doesn't really doesn't really help me all that much yeah
1: okay so what, what do we got next
0: oh um my mumsy was reading this fantastic book called forever music by edith schaefer and she was talking about this metaphor that she was using i'm like that works perfectly for what i'm researching mm. so it's a, it's about tuning a piano when people put themselves in the hands of the master technician that is God their Savior and Creator, they may expect constant help. We go out of tune or become harsh so quickly. We need to come to the Master to be tuned with His strength put into us, substituted for our weakness.
1: Yeah, constantly being tuned.
0: Yeah, and and as I was talking to, to the Mumsy, who's a music major so these are always fun com- um, conversations i was saying like isn't it true that new instruments have to be tuned more often and she said that's exactly right and actually the more you are tuned the easier it is to keep your tune
1: mm-hmm. and the less out of tune you get that's an interesting thing because we're talking about growing pains but like the new the new instrument has to grow up it's, it's gonna always go out of tune, and then eventually, some someday, the, the, the humidity in the wood's gonna settle down, and it's just gonna be, you know, not moving all the time. So it, it's gonna settle down and get in tune a little bit more regularly.
0: Which isn't to say that it never goes out of tune. Like no. I think, especially like string in- instruments, you're tuning it all the time. But as the instrument ages, it, it keeps its tune a lot better.
1: Mm-hmm. And and. Of course, you have to continuously tune it because the strings are always changing. Every time you play, you're affecting the strings.
0: Ooh, that was interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> metaphor upon metaphor.
0: I know that. That's why this is so fun with the the piano tuning. I'm mean, like, you can just like keep keep piling on metaphors there. But that that makes me think of Zechariah 13 verse nine. We are refined as the silver is refined. Like you could use like tuned as the as tuned.
1: Mm-hmm. Although, like, silver gets refined in fire.
0: Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's really cool watching them purify metals.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, the whole i the whole technology of making a good quality steel and bubble up argon gas through it. Who who thought of that? It was like, okay, I'm going to melt this metal down. Uh-huh. I'm with you. Okay. And then I'm going to take gas, and I'm going to put it at the bottom of it, and I'm going to let it bubble up through it. What's that going on? Huh? <sighs>
0: I know. I always want to know who is the first person. Like, yeah. what, what, could, did he have insomnia? Like, yeah. could he just not sleep? And he's like, I'm just going to chuck this thing in the fire and see what happens. Yeah. I, I just really need to know. I mean, also the things like with foods, like what's poisonous and not. There's a kind of mushroom where the cap is fine, but then the stem is highly poisonous. Like, what did you do to have three friends? You give one the whole mushroom, one the cap, and one the stem and just have at it? I, I don't know. It's, it's just I would like to know those things. Um, but getting getting back to that, about the refining, there's um, from uh, Lewis's The Problem of Pain. We are not metaphorically, but in very truth, a divine work of art, something that God is making, and therefore something with which he will not be satisfied until it has a certain character. Essentially, God's not going to give up on you.
1: He's going to keep polishing that. that. He's going to keep polishing us so that we are continuously growing. And so that means we're going to continuously feel pain, though, too. I think that's something like people are like, why does it stop? It's like, you don't want it to stop because when it stops, you're dead. Yeah. And, and, and also when it stops, it means that you're as good as you're going to get here. Right? So you're no longer going to keep improving.
0: Yeah. And I, I, you think of, of, we can go back to music. I've heard of a lot of times where you get to a certain point where you need a new teacher.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: because that you're not growing anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not feeling that pain, if you're not that having that struggle, are you actually growing? And, and it doesn't seem like you actually are. Like that, my passage in Hebrews 12, now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. I think we've all experienced this. I mean, it's very, I mean, a simple example is exercising, Mm -hmm. right? You, you start exercising, you can lift a five pound weight and you're sore, you heal. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, you can grow to a 10, Mm
1: -hmm. right? 10 pounds. Yep. You know, you're working out, you're getting, you're getting after it and then it hurts and you're breathing like when you're doing a hard workout especially with some cardio and your lungs are burning you know and then it does not and then and then you get the uh, rewards of a six pack and then your wife doesn't care that much about it anyways and then you just decide well okay that was worthless but no that's off track and now <laughs> what what really is interesting about the the chastening is that you can, while you're being chastened physically, emotionally, and so on, you can look to the future. You can see that if you have the correct response of being humbled and realizing that you are in need of improvement, you can change. And you can bring forth the the, the peaceful fruits of righteousness.
0: Yeah, that definitely that coming at it in humility. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because because
1: the point of chastening is to change, right? mm -hmm. So like if you don't change after the chastening, then you're just going to get more chastening.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it it can be, it can be hard and you, you don't have to want it. Like you can cry out to the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? I I think of, of Paul in second Corinthians, he, he cried out that this, this pain would be removed and that he, I think prayed three times, right? Yeah but he through through prayer he's like okay this is this is for me not to be proud and not to be proud of my own abilities and to learn perseverance um and the understanding the work of of Christ which we were talked talked about a little bit with that Christ suffered the most so that actually if you view your suffering as this is bringing me closer to Christ you can you can persevere
1: mhm i think we tend to feel very much alone in our pain that's the first nobody understands my suffering nobody does it's like yeah there's somebody who does and that person is jesus christ
0: yeah and bring it to him in prayer because he will understand i i, I think that's a very good point That it's, it's because we're the only ones feeling our pain mm-hmm. it, it is easy to feel alone in that because it's, it's true, right? Like, I say to you, I have a headache. You can't feel my headache for me.
1: mm mm-hmm. so Nor it, would I want to.
0: <laughs> right. No, it probably wouldn't be very healthy if, if someone was going around and just, like, every time someone said, ow, it's like, oh, no, you're like a voodoo doll, right? Because you're just so empathetic. You just feel everyone's pain. I don't know. Like, when we were kids, right, we would be roughhousing and then we would go too far. And I would start crying
1: no, no, stop! Stop crying! Don't get me in trouble. Yeah, you can hit. You can hit me back.
0: Don't tell mom. You can hit me back. Yeah. But then I—I I don't know if I was a very rational child, or if if everyone thought this. I'm like, it, it's not the same because you're way bigger than I am. Your punches hurt more. You have better technique than I do.
1: I did try to improve your technique, though.
0: Yeah, that did help actually. <laughs> and you let me punch you twice. You know. Yeah. Each we, each time, we, so we, I got practice. But. I right away thought like well you're not going to perceive it the same way I did. Like I can't recreate that injury and have you feel it the same way I do. So you, there's some sort of justice that I get to hit you back. But it's not perfect justice. It's not mm-hmm. exactly the same as what I went through.
1: That's right.
0: It can be challenging for us like to to go through these trials. Like, I think we we kind of start whining about it which is normal like it's, it's totally fine like don't don't feel bad if you have to vent to somebody about it but
1: although like if we're going to talk about venting culture i think it's gotten out of hand
0: yes yes
1: because like okay one thing you need to consider is like when you're venting to somebody is can this person take it
0: that's huge and that's really hard to learn and you have to ask but even you have to just know because like the person might say yeah I'm fine with it and then you realize that no it's not okay and what are you venting to achieve like are you venting in the way that you're saying your thoughts out loud so that you can hear what you're saying so that you can understand better Mm -hmm. because sometimes when you say things out loud you kind of hear like oh okay
1: you detach from it a little bit
0: yeah you detach because you're hearing it fresh Mm -hmm. essentially and that They're thinking, okay, that's actually not as big a deal as I thought, or that you know, you stop the racing thoughts because you're saying it out loud, and it gives you the chance to rewrite it. So instead of thinking like this is the worst thing I've ever been through, this is terrible. I'm not getting anything out of this. Um, I like to use the word adventure. Like I, I like to think like you're on a journey. You're on a quest. But adventure is what happens in between because you start right. your quest and then you have the end of your quest. Yeah. But adventure is what happened in, in between. So I try to think of these setbacks that I just had a major setback this week that I got the flu and I haven't slept in like three days because of it. Um, so that's, I can, and I was mad at first. I will freely admit I was not happy. Um, but you got to think about, okay, it's an adventure. It's like learning new ways to cope with the flu or like maybe it's an opportunity to watch a new show or like here's an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a flat tire. Here's an adventure. As of like, oh, I'm so angry at my life.
1: Yeah, because it's not a good alternative to just get even more and more angry every time something thwarts you because guess what? Everything is going to thwart you. You're not in control of life.
0: Yeah, I, sometimes I have days where I'm like, I was stymied at every corner, like everything. And I'm like, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to pivot, move on. Nope, that didn't work either. Um, but James says in James 1 um, verse 2, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing.
1: Yeah, you don't just get patience. It's like you always get these opportunities to be patient and by exercising patience you get patience. And it can be a little bit like, you know, I would like the actual patience rather than the opportunities to exercise patience.
0: Patience is a is a muscle. Yeah. You know, cuz I if someone if someone was not naturally patient, it would be me. Like I I struggle with patience but then i'm like everybody does i've never heard a single person say you know what i am a patient person like even like just like not like it could be truly you know truthful like it it could be like they're not even bragging or anything like i've never heard anyone say that i've always heard people saying like i need more patience i need to work on that
1: yeah and i have i have become more patient for sure and I yell at inanimate objects a whole lot less than I used to. But there, what it is is oftentimes it's a stark reality that you're not God. You you try to impose your will, and then just a stupid piece of metal will will keep you humbled.
0: Absolutely, or a or a sewing machine. That it's it's just so silly. Like every time I I do something on the sewing machine, it's just like why why isn't this working? Everything should be working, but it's not working. And you just have to say, you know what? I'm not God. This is part of the process. You have to learn to enjoy that. Like, I have to learn to enjoy figuring out why my bobbin isn't working and the needle's getting stuck. It doesn't always happen, but it's. I've gotten a lot better. Because mm-hmm. you, you keep practicing. you just exercising that muscle.
1: Yeah. And with... With all these things, you know, there's, uh, when it comes to dealing with pain and dealing with patience, and you need some tips, we need some tips to help us down this road. So what do you got for us? You Megan? need
0: some help. Well, I would say going back to the idea that you are on a quest, but you have adventures in between, I would say track things. You don't have to be super fancy about it, but track things, and write dates on stuff. I was terrible about this. And now I look back on, you know, journals and even, like, um, to-do lists. I actually find that very fascinating. Like, what was I trying to accomplish in a day five years ago? Um, so, yeah, write, write the date on your to-do list. Write, write dates on projects you're, you're working on. Because um, I would always say, like, oh, I'm going to start this project, and I'm a beginner, so it doesn't really count yet so I'm not going to write a date on it. I'm like, I really should have written a date on it because it would be so interesting to look back and see how much you've grown because because you get used to your growth. You're like, well, I've grown, but you don't really see it.
1: Yeah. Now there There's oftentimes that on a drawing or whatnot, you date every drawing. Better yet, write a start date and write an end date because sometimes that can be interesting too. My uh, tip for y'all is to breathe because you need that oxygen. You need that little setback. If you, if you, that little step back, not step, setback, but step back. And you need to breathe in order to do that.
0: You can breathe to step back from the setback.
1: Exactly. No, if, if, if things are getting overwhelming, like, you can't get into that hyperventilating, panicky mode because you're not going to think and you need to think. And the only way to think is to breathe. Okay, so check us out because we go beyond this podcast. We, we are available on the interwebs, on Instagram and Facebook. The handle is Ducks Never Waver. Like, how can you con- forget that? It is the most unique yet simple name out there, Ducks Never Waver instagram and facebook we also through those mediums you can check out our store which we have a plethora of interesting items for you today we are going to focus in on what
0: the cotton knot bag so that's a fun sewing project maybe i had some difficulties with it maybe not i don't know
1: gained some patience
0: i may may have gained some patience there um, but it's, it's a, such a sweet, simple design. Um, there's no clasp, There's no, no hardware to it. It simply closes through the handle. You, you pass the handles through each other, and then it hangs on your wrist. So it's like a wrist uh, clutch kind of look. Um, it's 100% cotton. It's hand-dyed. It's dyed with avocados and onion skins. That we did here in house, so it's a unique color. You're not going to be able to find it anywhere else, and it, it's just a very. It has two pockets. Hide all your little treasures because you you get treasures along the way. You know you're you're on your adventure. You're gonna you're gonna find some little interesting things that you want to tuck away in your bag.
1: A useful bag to put things in.
0: Precisely, thank you, Pooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and with that, we're gonna close it out.
0: Yeah, come back next time. We're going to be doing an interview with Edwin. He's going to be interviewing me. So someone who doesn't have chronic pain is going to be asking him what it's like to have chronic pain. So if you're curious about that, come back.
1: Stay quacky.